0: Welcome back. So in the second half of the show, we're talking about City Hall School and everything that goes along with it. So Linda, you've been doing City Hall School now for how long?
1: I just finished my ninth year of City Hall School and um, looking forward to three more years.
0: And so what is City Hall School?
1: So City Hall School is one of 14 different sites in the city that are part of an umbrella group called the Inquiring Minds. And these are site schools where teachers can apply and take their students for a week. So there's uh, amazing ones at the University of Alberta, there's ones at Rogers Place, the Citadel, Winspear has one, the Museum has one. And uh, City Hall School is is where I get to work.
0: And obviously, the best one, right <laughs>
1: well, I feel like i'm I'm pretty lucky because uh the city values the program enough to uh, hire a second teacher, and I get uh, great support from city council, from administrator and from city staff.
0: great, and so how did you get involved like why? Are-
1: Mm-hmm. You were
0: teaching before, and now you're here, right? That's
1: right. I, uh, I taught at West Glen School for many years, and during my last 10 years of that career, I had the opportunity to take my kids to Fort Edmonton School and to ice school and to museum school and to zoo school. And I loved taking my class to those experiences and having them be immersed in those situations. And so when the opportunity to apply for the job at City Hall School came up, I thought that I could take many of the things that I learned from those other sites and coordinators to this role here.
0: So we've said that we're bringing classes here. So what age range of students are coming to City Hall School?
1: So City Hall School is a program that's available for children grade one through 12. It usually is elementary students that come because as you can imagine, it's very easy for them to, for Mrs. Smith to bring her grade fours to me for a week, whereas junior high and high school have much more complicated scheduling. So it's harder for them to come and give up a whole week.
0: And is it just that they come here during the day, or is it an overnight thing?
1: Oh, that would they would like to stay overnight. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. But no, it's a day thing. So the, an Edmonton transit charter bus picks them up at their school at 8.30 as soon as the bell rings, and they come directly here, spend the entire day, and then takes them back as a dismissal bell rings at the end of the day. So five full days of exploring.
0: That's really cool. And they get a private ride too.
1: It's really amazing because some students have never had the chance to ride public transit and to recognize that it's a great way to travel. So they not only have the charter bus opportunity, but also a chance to ride the LRT and learn about the LRT. So trying to normalize public transit for these Mm -hmm. students and have them recognize the value.
0: Yeah. And so you said that like you can go from grade 1 to 12. So I imagine each different kind of age group would be a little bit different. But what goes on in City Hall School?
1: Well, there's so many things to choose from. I actually have a menu that uh, teachers get to choose from of the different things that they can do. So when I sit down to plan with the teachers, they look at the, the theme that they want to cover. They look at the makeup of their students if they have a lot of English language learners or if they have children that need to have a lot of activity or whatever the makeup of their students are. We look at the curricular connection and then try to design a week custom-made for them.
0: Okay, so can you give us maybe a sample platter of your menu? (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
1: So on on the main course part of the menu is every student gets a chance to, as I said, um, experience public transit. They get a chance to learn about poverty, learn learn about homelessness and history, get a chance to watch a meeting, meet their counselor, Uh, They learn to get a chance to connect with a team from Indigenous relations. So there's uh, also a history walk of downtown Edmonton. So those are some of the things that everybody gets a version of, depending on their students. And then I have a whole list on my menu of to-go, places we can go. So because the city is basically our classroom, we can hop on the train and go to the Commonwealth Rec Center and learn about the team that works there and go run on the field where the Eskimos play, or we can go across the street to the law courts and meet a judge. We can go to CBC and interview the people there. So there's a whole variety of places to go. Then the third part of the menu is eating in. So this is people that I can bring speakers into the classroom to talk to the students. So I can bring in city planners, the poet laureate, um, police officers, all sorts of different people that come to the classroom and talk a little bit about their job. On the menu, there's another section that's the children's menu where I... Uh, specific things that fit each grade so for currently with the curriculum grade ones learn about their senses so I bring in a police dog and the policemen would talk about the dog and the sense of smell and for grade threes they learn about bridges so I bring in a bridge engineer and grade sixes learn about trees so we bring in some forestry people so there's really great connections and I'm constantly finding people in the city who are passionate about the work that they do who are excited to be a part of City Hall School.
0: Well I might have to pick your brain in about some future podcast people. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> there's some there's some really interesting people and I think it's really interesting for students to meet these people because children know what? a teacher does and what a plumber does and what a bus driver does but they don't know what a city planner does mm-hmm. and and a big push with the curriculum right now is having just students consider different career pathways and so to meet different people and find out what do you like about your job and what's a challenge and what led you this way is is a really great experience for students
0: yeah and so maybe before again i've got so many questions now that you've said all that mm-hmm. but um how does it change for older kids your menu
1: Well, the pace can change, too, and the people that we bring in, and I guess the curriculum. So when I have uh, students that are junior high and high school students, what I've often done for them is instead of having five days in a row, they've come five Wednesdays throughout the year. So that's made it easier for them to leave the school and come here, and then we have uh, a day focused solely on entrepreneurship or a day on social responsibility or the day on the arts and and make a a special day um, with one focus.
0: Do you have any kind of favorite menu items?
1: Well, I'm really passionate about... poverty and homelessness and I feel like it's really interesting for students to come downtown into this neighborhood which they maybe have never spent any time here or just driven through here and for them to recognize that everybody has a story and to develop compassion and develop some understanding for how complicated issues of social isolation the mental health reconciliation are and even to be able to address those issues and give it in the context of a whole week for children as young as grade ones is is really powerful. So going to the mustard seed is is something we do with every class and the students have a chance to um, go there and make sandwiches for that community with, they raise the money for the groceries and they have that experience and they, they meet passionate people who work with, People that are struggling with poverty and homelessness, and they try to understand how complicated things are and how we can't judge people. So I feel like that's something I'm really proud of is that students get a chance to open up their heads and their hearts to some of these complicated issues that sometimes people say they're just children. Don't bother them with that, but they they get it.
0: Yeah, and so that's kind of, well, I was basically going to ask that is how they kind of respond to your menu items.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like what do you see from the students in these kind of cases
1: well I always find at the at the at the end of each busy day the students have half an hour to write in their journals about what they, what's they've seen or what they've experienced throughout the day and then I take half the journals home and read and respond and the teacher takes the other half so I get a chance to just sort of dipstick into their head and heart of what they've experienced and it's really interesting to find the um, different, Parts of the day appeal to different students, but a lot of them say, I felt like this week I felt like an adult. I felt like I mattered. I felt like I was important. And they they often just say that they didn't realize that downtown was, they thought downtown was dirty and dangerous, so they realize it's, it's a lot more different mm-hmm. and there's a lot more things happening.
0: Yeah, that's even like when I tell people I work downtown, there's kind of almost a negative stigma, but like it's it's great down here. You can walk everywhere. There's so much stuff going on.
1: It truly is. And I try to model some of that behavior as we're walking. I've met the doorman at the Westin, right? And he stops with every group that walks by the Westin and says hi to the students and welcomes them and even puts up a sign in the clock tower for each class. Oh, really? And and there's just interesting people along the way, or we're walking along and there's someone who's pruning a tree and we'll stop and talk to that person. And so just modeling that a smile and a kind word and connecting with people is, uh, is powerful
0: so we've been talking a lot about you guys going out doing a lot of field trips and stuff but you have quite a nice classroom here so what goes on in the classroom
1: well it's great that i'm able to have a space right here in in city hall and uh the classroom is this colorful space of student art and a cardboard cutout of the mayor and uh, all sorts of things in here. So this is what the meeting place in the morning, the students would come in here and put down their backpacks and lunch kits. And we'd write down the agenda in their books and get ourselves ready to head out. So we don't actually spend a lot of time in here. Most of our time is out and about. But this is our home base to eat lunch in and to meet with different speakers and to have a, a place to store things.
0: Yeah, And you said that often the city councillors come. So does everyone meet their city councillor when they come here? Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's great that uh, the councillors take time to come down and, and talk to the students. So students ahead of time know who their councillor is and have questions for him or her. And when they walk in that doorway, the students are like, it's a rock star. It's like, there he <laughs> is, or there she is. Yeah. And it's really great that uh, councillors come down and students often comment things like, I thought they were just a person in a suit, or I didn't hmm. I didn't recognize that they're an actual person as the counselors themselves share the, some of the issues that they deal with and how complicated things can be.
0: What kind of questions do they bring up for the...
1: Well, it, they often ask, did you always want to be a counselor? And is there a counselor school? Which is kind of interesting because I think kids <laughs> think, you know, you go to an electrician, you yeah. learn about that. And so they're interested to know the background that counselors have and quite the diverse background that the counselors have and then throughout the week students have a chance to actually pretend that they're counselors and do a mock council so they they it's fun for them to have had that experience and then talk to the counselors and say is it hard and are you nervous and they'll often say do you memorize the whole script and how Mm. do you know what words to say and and I think they don't recognize that a lot of this is it's not a script. It's yeah. you're. We're working through the meeting as it's happening.
0: And what kind of issues have you guys resolved in your council? Well, meetings? they've
1: debated um, banning plastic bags, uh, lowering the voting age. Usually, for that, the voting age, they all want the voting age <laughs> to be lowered to sixteen. Uh, they've talked about mandatory voting. Is another big one. Uh, those are probably some of the the main issue ones. It's sometimes hard to find an issue that is got some really good pros and cons because yeah. if they if they want to debate something. They, they might, after going to the mustard seed, decide they want to debate whether we should have put more money into homeless shelters and, and that sort of thing. And, and they're so passionate about that that there would be no pros yeah. and cons. So it's really important to find a, an issue that has got a list of pros and cons. And when they go into the meeting, they know what they want to say, but often they're swayed by other people's arguments. Mm. And that's what I want them to be able to open to other yeah. perspectives.
0: I know this is kind of similar, but... I never got to go to Seattle school, but we went to the legislature, right, and they had a similar thing, a debate down there, and we got to pick a topic and so I think that the moderator, the our kind of host there was shocked at how long we as I think grade sixers spent arguing over whether we should have skateboards at school or not. oh my goodness
1: <laughs> well and and it doesn't really matter what the topic is. I think it's so fun for them to have that the passion of this is the format and this is how it goes. And this is how the vote goes. And uh,
0: if you're a teacher and you want to get your kids here, how do you sign them up for city hall school?
1: That's a good question. So there's an application process. And teachers apply in the spring. So last April, teachers from Edmonton Public and Edmonton Catholic uh, applied to all the different site schools. So we have a deadline for all the different site schools. And then teachers um, send in their applications, and we look at them as individual sites, we get together site coordinators, and then teachers are advised of whether they're accepted or not in May.
0: Oh, and so how do you choose is it just a random draw are you looking It's
1: so hard to choose (laughs) it's really really hard this is the probably one of the hardest part of the jobs is say no to people so Mm -hmm. but the first thing i look at is ward distribution so i want to make sure that i'm getting teachers from different wards in the city then i look at a balance of edmonton public and edmonton catholic different grades i don't want to just take all grade ones i also look at uh, teachers that have applied before so you can't come two years in a row you have to a year in between that so it's it's nice to have some teachers who come in the past come and challenge me to try some new things but if you've never had the chance to come then you certainly are able to have that opportunity
0: do you look and see if like someone's applied many times in the past and you've rejected them a couple times that's right yeah, yeah. If,
1: if that, that's certainly a factor and then another item is the quality of the application so there's just some amazing creative teachers out there who in their application talk about how they're going to use this week and why they're going to use journaling how they're connect connect curriculum mm-hmm. and so um those applications are make it really tough to sort of decide
0: yeah and so actually i have I'm trying to think how many teacher friends I have. I know for sure one listens to this. And so what kind of questions do you ask in your application and what would make them have a better answer almost?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because when when I have to turn teachers down, I like to give them some feedback yeah. so they understand why they weren't accepted. I, I think the... Being creative in your application is something that's really important. So the questions are, you know, why is this important to your specific grade in your specific school? How are you going to incorporate the week into a whole year? Um, how are you going to be using journaling and do you have a theme for the week? And so I think, again, as I mentioned before, it's it's going outside of the box and being creative with that. And we have um, opportunities for teachers to learn all about the different sites prior to the application deadline. So if people have a question about a site or want advice with their applications, the coordinators are certainly willing to help out with that.
0: Where are you applying to? Like, is it an online form or is it a mailing in? It's something? an
1: online form, you're right. And um, right
0: from the City of Edmonton website? Or? Um,
1: no, it's the Inquiring Minds website. So they look for the Edmonton Inquiring Minds website. That's where the application would be.
0: Okay once you've accepted a class is that teacher off the hook for a week they've dumped their kids on you
1: (laughs) that's a good question no the the teachers are we we share the class for the week so uh, once the teachers are accepted they actually come in at the end of june for a two hour in service so um they get a chance to sort of meet the other teachers that are part of this group and i know that teachers never stop in the summer so in june we come and say you're in and here's some information for you and here's some homework over the summer have a coffee downtown check out the walking tours, uh, check out the art, uh, hear some different ideas. And then they also come again at the end of August for a full day in service to um, get themselves organized. So that's a the professional development training that they do. And then the teacher and I work together to plan the week. So although I am the one up in front of the classroom delivering and facilitating the speakers coming and going, it, it certainly is a joint arrangement. A lot yeah. of teachers say though that they love being able to sit back and be a participant and not be at, at the front disciplining and keeping an eye and teaching that they see their students in such a different light when they're able to just sit back and, and actually be a participant and and um, cool. watch what's going on.
0: Yeah, so it's not a vac- free vacation. No, much. no. <laughs> Do you get lots of engagement from the students? Are they fully engaged all the time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think because the students know me. So one of the things that I do in September is I go out to each class in September and present them a key to the city. So it's actually a framed document with a key in it, signed by the mayor and me. Oh, really? So I meet them the very first week of school and say this is me and I, your teacher convinced me you have a special privilege but along with a privilege comes responsibility so they meet me in September I hand out their journals to them then so they can start writing in their journals then in October I come to each class again for reading week and read them a story so that's two times I've been to their class and they know me and they recognize me and then the other thing that I do is every week I send my teachers an e-newsletter it's called the City Beat. And it has information about the city and opportunities to connect with a different video or some some information. And then it says, in your journals, respond to this prompt by saying how you would like to reduce your environmental footprint Mm -hmm. or whatever. So the students know me because I've come to their class. They know me because I send a weekly newsletter to them. So when they come here, I'm not a substitute teacher. I'm somebody that they've met and they recognize. Students are just thrilled with the opportunity to learn these opportunities I had a young boy last year who was saying as we're walking from one place to another to his partner I can't believe we're in school like (laughs) we're actually this is school right yeah this is school you you don't have to learn sitting in a desk sitting in a classroom
0: so I have a couple more questions kind of about the logistics or what goes on so I always remember that um, when we had a field trip was very exciting because you got the field trip form and your parents had to bring back your money for the field trip right so How much um, is it costing for each student to come to City School?
1: Right. So the total cost for the experience is $900. So that covers the charter bus, picking them up every day and bringing them back and forth, my time. So the the class would pay $900. And so when teachers apply and they're accepted, the experience is connected to them. So if they happen to move schools or move grades, it follows that teacher, and Mm. then the cost is $900.
0: And is there a cap on the number of kids that can be here?
1: It's supposed to be your class so mr Jones's grade sixes or mrs smith's grade fours or whatever that is so some of the classes have been up to 30 uh so it's whoever's in that class and that makes sense because then they've got the connection the teachers put in the work and they they are the ones who are doing those weekly city beats and connecting and are going to get the most of the experience
0: the other question i had for you was there's about 30 or 40 weeks in the school year right but how many weeks are you getting kids down here
1: So I have 24 classes that come during the school year. And as I mentioned before, the first few weeks are um, busy where I'm going out to visit the schools and give the keys. And it's really hard for a teacher to get organized to come right away Mm -hmm. in September. And then um, also the other time that's busy is Christmas time; It's hard for them to come just when they're doing concerts. And then also at the end of June. So there's time in between there where I'm out visiting schools and and planning and getting things organized.
0: And so are they always... Just one continuous week for um, City Hall School, or do you ever split it up kind of thing?
1: That's a good question. I found as a former grade one teacher that uh, anticipating uh, grade one spending five days here at the busy pace would be really hard on the students, parents, and me. And the teachers, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So, what I've done is broken it up, and uh, grade ones in science learn about the seasons. So, I thought I'll break it up into the seasons. So, they come two days in the winter and then three days in the spring. And that breakup of time gives them a chance to come here and learn some things and then go back into their class with their teacher and consolidate what they've learned and then come back in the spring. So learning about city workers in the winter and city workers in the spring, looking at the skating rink, dipping their toes in the water. It's a great connection.
0: Yeah. And you kind of just touched on it. It sparked another question in me, but you talked about how parents are coming. So why would this be a good, I'm going to call it field trip for the parents to volunteer for? Right.
1: Right. I like to call it a field study Mm. instead of a field trip because it's five days and we're getting really in depth. And it's great to have parents come along. They are just extra supervisors when we're walking and getting places or doing table work. But every week we'll have a parent who will say at the end of the day, I've lived in Edmonton all my life. I had no idea that this is where my tax dollars goes or now I understand or I appreciate what what's going on in our city so i feel like i'm educating the students and the parents along the way in fact yeah. some of the parents get so involved in some of the sessions that are happening you so a, back off. <laughs> well they're asking questions you yeah. know it's, the students are supposed to ask questions but the parents have got their hands up and they want to ask questions yeah. too because they just get so engaged in what's happening which is good
0: yeah <laughs> I know well, my my dad would try and volunteer for every single field trip we went on, and he'd be exactly like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Ask this question. Exactly. Well, there's been some, <laughs> some schools where on the first day there was two or three parents, and the second day three or four, and then the word the got around the community. So on Friday I'd have ten parent volunteers because everybody wanted to come and be a part yeah, of it. Yeah,
0: are you charging cover at the door <laughs> at that point? <laughs> it's an idea. Was there any kind of finale to... The City Hall school year?
1: Yeah, there is. And that came out in the first year that I did this. I went in June to visit each class and say, here's your certificate. You've graduated from City Hall school. And I was overwhelmed to hear what teachers and students did after their week, that they took something they learned or took something they were passionate about and had another fundraiser or set up their patrol meetings to mimic a council meeting with a chair and an agenda and everything or did some conflict resolution on the playground based on something that they'd learned here. And so, I thought these this amazing activities that happen after City Hall School shouldn't just happen in the school. They should be shared for everybody. So in June, we have something called a citizenship fair. And this is where students can come back to City Hall with their teacher and share and showcase what City Hall School has inspired throughout the year.
0: That's really cool. And I can see you have like a little picture there and it has seemingly like a thousand kids down there, right?
1: It's amazing that when I tell people that I'm gonna bring 400 children back to City Hall in the middle of June, they're like, are you crazy? But <laughs> this is their building, they own it, they yeah. know it, they know where the mayor works, they know what happens here, they respect it, and they they feel like it's such a privilege to come. And each class brings a citizenship board where they display projects that they've done or things that they've been inspired from City Hall School. And it's wonderful to see them walk around and realize that they're not the only ones, there's this whole group of people that have found different ways to use their voice and make a difference and connect
0: yeah i think this is just a really awesome program that the city's got going so i just wanted to ask you kind of before we um change topics here if there's any notable stories that kind of um weigh on you or like just yeah experiences that have happened that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you really enjoyed or um,
1: yeah no there's there's so many different stories and that i feel is such a privilege to be a part of what the students are learning and what's going on and a big part of city hall school is citizenship and so when i used to talk to students about what's a good citizen they usually say that someone who picks up garbage doesn't litter and that's Mm -hmm. true but that's kind of a basal part of citizenship so after reading a a article by joel westheimer i looked at pushing kids to go further with this citizenship so i talked to them i have sort of a podium of bronze gold and silver so the bronze level person is someone who is polite and follows the rules Mm -hmm. that's okay Silver is someone who donates and volunteers, but a gold level citizen is someone who uses their voice for change. And so that's what I try to encourage the students throughout the year is using their voice in different ways and talk about when you're an adult, you can vote, you can volunteer, there's lots of different ways you can use your voice.
0: And do you have any specific stories you want to get into?
1: Well, the one that I like to talk about is these grade one students from Griesbaugh School who came in for their winter days. And during that time, they had a chance to see a report being submitted to council. They interviewed a peace officer who works here Eden and learned about her role. And then they went back to their school. And in February, they were doing a walk of the community and saw a lot of garbage. And so one of the students said, we should get Eden here to give tickets to everybody who litters. So that was their first response to this the situation and then in march when they were walking through there another kid said maybe we should pick up the garbage ourselves so that's even better and then in april one of the kids said we're going back to city hall in may maybe we should submit a report to the mayor and tell him that we need a garbage can here so they started to take pictures and keep track of how much garbage they found and got this ready so when they came in may they had this report ready to give to the mayor uh, requesting a garbage can and I said you know the mayor will be happy to see that but really we need to go to 311 first and, and this is what citizens yeah. should know if you have a request go to three. 3- so we went to the 311 agent who was wonderful and looked through the report and pulled up the park on the map and showed the students is this where you want it and so she submitted the request and the kids were so proud of themselves and in June they're finishing off one of their last weeks of school and the teacher sent me a picture of the garbage can. So oh, the really? garbage can arrived in the <laughs> forest and these kids are gathered around the garbage can in this picture and they're saying, we changed the world, <laughs> right? So love seeing that they'll remember that garbage yeah. can and they'll remember how they use their voice and they'll remember how they went through the process. And I feel like there's are really powerful lessons that happen throughout the course of a year that are part of this field study.
0: Yeah, it really kind of shows the impact of City Hall School right there, huh?
1: Absolutely.